Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara. We're also joined by a regular analyst uh, from Bradford, uh, Danny Chaplin, and from St. Joseph's, uh, Patsy Fahey, as we're going to go through, review the championship games this week and look forward to the big game in Tullus next Sunday between Clare and Cork. And of course, during the week, uh, also, the club uh, the draws of the club championship in Clare were drawn for the intermediate senior, intermediate, and junior A, and we'll 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 have a bit of a analysis of those draws um, later on. But first of all, also uh, this Sunday, pre in the curtain raiser to the Clare Cork uh, senior hurling championship game is a Munster senior Camogie uh, semi final, a new a new initiative uh, by the GA. It's Clare uh, versus Tipperary, Tipperary the home team. And Pat, I suppose, following on from Clare's great <coughs> win in the junior semi-final last Sunday, they're now in the Munster final. You know, they'll be hoping for much of the same again this Sunday. Yeah, hoping is right, Leo. It's a tough one. Cork, uh, Camogie team is, is, is up there at the top for in recent years and very, very hard to, to knock down, as we know. Uh, I suppose the first thing to be said is it's great that the, the ladies who put so much into their game are getting to play in Thurles, a simple stadium, in a, on a big occasion. Surely the home venue for Tipperary is going to be vital, though, Pat. Uh, yes, it is vital for Tipperary. I know, but even so, I mean, is the I don't don't play in Cork to play Tip, but as they're playing in front in front of a big crowd of Clare and Cork supporters, there, you know, is brilliant for the Clare girls. Is what I mean, so um, well well deserved as well. I think I think it's one way to promote the game, and I think it's also a good curtain raiser because you know curtain raisers haven't always been uh, you know brilliant games, and I think competitive bogey matches will be. So um, I suppose. All the all the management of the Kabogies is hoping to, to to just get get ourselves to the stage whereby we we can show that we're capable of being at the top table. The top table of us is Galway, um, Cork, Kilkenny, and I think Tip are definitely heading that direction as well. And we'll 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 know on Sunday, we'll know tomorrow if if Clare are on the right track to get to that stage as well and uh, it's a tough one but uh, having said that with the Clare crowd there there will be a good Clare following hopefully in early I think it'll stand to Yeah and I suppose Pat as you said it is going to tell them exactly where they are they're not too many weeks out from the first round of the All-Ireland series you know and they'll probably want to have a labeler and see exactly where they're at Well this is it I suppose because the lads use it as the lads and ladies over them will use it as a stepping stone and just try out players or whether they want to just go out and win it with the best team we have time will tell Um but it was nothing like a championship, a competitive championship game to to find out who was who and and, and who was able for it. So, um, I think with as I said, with the the occasion and the venue and the crowd there, I think they'll want to put their best foot forward. So I think we'll see players giving their absolutely everything in this game. Uh, you know, why why would you go out in front of maybe could be seven or eight thousand gathered by you know fifteen thousand people gathered by the time the game is is heading for the final stages? And you know, I'm sure the players will give it absolutely everything. And the management as well won't want to be seen to be kind of you know half-hearted. With, with a huge player following around the place and I suppose uh, you know to, to be strange to have a bigger player following for, than, than for the Kabogan than, than, the, than the, ho- the home club, the home team but uh, you know I, I, I think the Clare Lesnar put in an awful lot of effort but the, the Houndsman's training are good Brendan Foley was here last week and he was very happy with how things are going that junior winner against Tip last Sunday was a brilliant a brilliant thing to happen I think for our second team I don't think we would have envisaged that happening a few years ago but now that they're all training together I think it's bringing up standards in the junior team and uh, you know that, that's going to bring those players on and maybe you know we'll have uh, two or three stars from the, ju- the junior team will be well able for senior next year if required you know 
Yeah, and I suppose some of the Jonah team have already played uh, in the senior league already. You know yeah. that experience probably stood stood to him uh, last Sunday. Look, we wish them all the very best. Look tomorrow, you know, a big a big day from all. We hope all goes well. Absolutely, Leo. And I mean, as a clear camogie on the up, we hope. But uh, you know, you got to prove it on the pitch, and this is a great place to prove it now. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, eighty-eight point three and ninety-two point seven in East Clare. Around the world on ScarifBayRadio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And now we move from the Camogie uh, to the hurling, and of course, this weekend we have the big game between uh, Clare and Cork, uh, a real mouth-watering prospect in Simple Stadium tomorrow. But first of all, uh, Denny, last Sunday, Clare got yeah. over the Tipperary challenge. Easier than expected, Denny. Much easier than expected. Um, Clare, well, Clare played well. We have to also say that Tipperary were very poor. It's as bad a performance as I've ever witnessed playing a Tipperary senior team playing. But that Clare can do nothing about that. And I, I thought for long periods of the game, we dominated. We've done what we had to do, got the win. And, you know, I suppose last Thursday or Friday before the match, we'd have been happy to come away with one or two points. Now I want to be up 13 coming up to half time, you know. So I thought. Where the game panned out, we were full value for it. We'd all the star performers on the day. You know, our half back line was totally dominant. Rory Hayes, a game which you'd love to see cornerbacks playing. He was brilliant, first of the ball, attacking, bringing it out, and then the return of Shannon Donnell and Peter Duggan up front. You know, everything like that worked. And hopefully for tomorrow now, um, we can we can just grow from that and drive on again. And you know, Cork probably struggled the last day against Limerick We've, not probably they did they were very poor against Limerick so is, are they going to come with a bounce tomorrow um, and will Clare be ready for them it's going to be a completely different game uh, you know I can't see Cork hitting ball down the top four half back line again like, like Tip did and continue to do so we'll probably have to have plan B and maybe a plan <coughs> C to get through tomorrow and just you know we're all hopeful it's Clare can drive on now and get second win under the belt and it would set us up for the Limerick game. Yeah, and indeed, uh, Petty, to carry on there, there's no doubt about it, it was probably as inept a Tipperary performance, uh, lifeless, you know, but Clare could do nothing about that. They could already beat what was put out in front of them. But in fairness, they, they hit the ground running, which was very positive. Yeah, uh, Leo, it was it was a surprise. Uh, I was surprised, actually. I, You know, we were all kind of hopeful, as Danny said, maybe going down and we would have taken any kind of a victory. But uh, to have it kind of wrapped up at half-time and, 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 and kind of the, the clear fans kind of settled in and, you know, sitting back in their seats <coughs> or standing in the terrace and, and, and nice and relaxed, thinking this game is over because you couldn't see where the scores were, were going to come out of Tipperary. I mean, Tipperary, as you, as, as you rightly said, like it was, it was a p- pretty poor performance, like fairly lifeless. Was that maybe the first the first day putting in a massive effort against Watford? You know, in the in this day and age, on, on your second week in a row, it shouldn't be. Um, Colin Bonner, you know, I thought got a few 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 a few a few markings wrong. I, I thought it was crazy having um, Carl Barrett on a on a rookie debutant in in Robin Mounsey. Carl Barrett could be used to, to to maybe greater effect, maybe even out the field on a Shane O'Donnell, or else put him over in the far corner to Colin Galvin, who was causing a few problems. I thought he was wasted there. Ronan Maher definitely should have been on, on the edge of the square on Peter Duggan, who was causing another another rookie uh, major problems as well. So I'd say Bonner didn't do his homework right, um, probably didn't adjust right as well. They brought in. 
another lad and the first thing he did was was, was take down uh, Peter for a penalty so look at everything went well I thought Clare played fantastic as Danny rightly said I think the half back line was probably the launch pad of the, of the success great to see Dave McInerney played a, played a good game uh, very solid throughout. Big John was my was my man in the match. Uh, John Connell was outstanding throughout, and uh, they, you know, they seem to have license to roam as well, which is also very good. Uh, some, when John goes up field, like he's the second goal. Obviously, someone else is covering in, covering in the half back line. Dermot Ryan was playing wing forward there for a few for, for a few passages to play as well. So Clare Clare have a, a little bit of freshness about them. They came out under uh, under the radar as as everyone rightly said in the in the in the, in the media the following day and that night. Um, you know, because other games were on. And uh, look, the the the, the it's. It's always the rabbit's over the hat now. Uh, Cork will know who, the, who who and what they have to target, and uh, look at it. It makes for a very interesting game tomorrow. Yeah, and I suppose the fellow in Petsy's point there, Pet Brian McGrath, the Tipperary came on as the sub for the fullback who was getting a thorough time anyway. I said was quite happy to to, to bail out. Um, but you know, the first team we doing was he went in and he gave Peter a jostle. The next thing the ball dropped, he was hanging off him. Talk about well, putting putting two young lads inexperienced in on digital square. I'm well, fair, sure. play to, fair play to yeah. was a lot of controversy over James Owens refereeing and he didn't in fairness hold back from giving the decision I'm not sure was it someone was it Michael Dyer who said it in the commentary he doesn't often say too many things I'd agree with, it, with regard to Clare but um, or was this the one I heard after that that night having a chat that of all things McGrath didn't he come in to go pulling uh, the, 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 Dugan's jersey up to his chest up to his chin in front the referee, if he did from behind and had to hold him, well, he wouldn't be seen like the like a like a good fullback would always do. We doing the the little quiet things behind his back, but a bit of so obvious. And fair play to once he spotted it. None of us spotted it immediately what was far, but uh, it was very clear what was far, and he just panicked completely on on Duggan. I think, I think when the likes of him comes in as someone three inches taller than you, and the ball is coming down and Duggan is ready to pull or, or flick it in, I suppose panic sets in. But look. That shows the importance of having our good players back. I mean, we've been talking about Dugan for two years away in Australia. Would he come back? Would he come back? And what form would he be in? And the thing about it is he proved the last day without being fully fit and without being fully in, on his touch how valuable a player like him is to Clare. We don't have 20 less to call in up front. We have maybe 10 at best, maybe 7 or 8. Uh, you know, he's one of them. Shane O'Donnell, similarly. I mean, the absolute vital importance of Shane O'Donnell linking, winning ball and Lincoln play up and finding runners and only for that catch he made I suppose with 10 minutes left that super catch to lay on the point from Monsey it stopped a rush of us losing ball going in from, from our own puck out that, that ever hit the long puck goes there for a long time in the second half we wouldn't very few of them that, and that's one of the worries that you know if Shane O'Donnell isn't catching them the other lads didn't seem to be in the game and uh, I think that's something serious to look at yeah, and I suppose then, Denny, alluding to other players in the game, Tony Kelly had probably one of his quieter games. I know he scored, ended up scoring 1-7, but there was a different side to Tony Kelly uh, last Sunday than he normally shows. You know, yeah. he took guys away from the from the action where they were concentrating him and he gave, he left plenty of space for the others to, to make here. He did. I, I don't think Seamus Kennedy struck a ball cleanly uh, in the whole game. You know, he was trying to follow him all <coughs> over the place and as a result... Okay, Tony might have been quiet, but as you say, there, there was nothing coming off the, the temporary half-backs because of it. And he was making them runs all day again. You know, um, hopefully he'll make them again tomorrow and the Cork fellas mightn't pick him up as tight and we could we could end up seeing Tony. You know, Cork, they're not... They have this arrogance about him that they mightn't bother with Tony Kelly and what a better man to punish him, hopefully. But... Going back to, to last Sunday, I mean, we talk about the penalty. I think it was the softest penalty I ever said. It was softer than last year. 
Oh, jeez. I, I mean, if that was given against Don Cleary, I, I thought, I, I know he had a hold of him, but what was it supposed to do? You know, it was a tussle in the air, his hands are always... It was obvious that, that if he's on the jersey, ripping it up towards the chin, like, you know, it's fairly obvious. No, but... <laughs> I'll put it this way. Do you know, we, if like, it happened in the middle of the field, there. you'd give it the free without a thought. In fact, it's a penalty, is a bigger decision, but it's still it a free. Call, it was a big call. No, mm. it, it did quinch the game, doesn't it? It finished it did, after and, and I, if he didn't give the one in Limerick last year, would he have given it? That's the difference. There was a, there was yeah. a, that's a, that's a, Patsy, you come in on that one there. Would, would he have given the penalty last Sunday if he hadn't given the one last year, or after the controversy we had in the Gaelic Grounds last year? Look, uh, I suppose, look, at uh, there was a lot of talk about him getting the game in the first place. Yeah. And, you know, we were hoping that maybe he, we, a few decisions might swing our way. Look, at I was there a possibility of a good few schmazzles in around the goal there last year in a few games there? And you're kind of saying, is that a penalty and all that? They tend to be overlooked, you know, and uh, James Owens probably felt the heat of, of maybe the, the public and maybe the clear public and maybe even management, who knows, before matches and say, look, at Look, if he was on it, I mean, I probably agree with you, Les, when the jersey gets pulled up, if there was only a little bit of jostling, the jersey kept down below his uh, belly button, we'll say, you probably wouldn't give it. But he was right in front of us, suppose. And look, at, I suppose, look, at he gave it. We were delighted to give it. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I was behind the goal. I didn't see the jersey getting in. I just saw Peter kind of leaning into him. Look, at, as I say, they probably won't be given again much because backs will be probably a little bit more cuter now from now on. It's like the penalty decision last year, James Owen, James mm-hmm. Owen made. It has put a stop to all the crazy decisions from the goals now because it was so bad. So I'd say maybe backs will, 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 will keep an eye on what they're doing. They will be obviously jostling. If you look at the Limerick Watford game, the last bucket of the ball going into the backs, there was obviously jostling going on as well. But look, at that's part and parcel of it all. It's part and parcel of club games and, and county games. So I think you mightn't see too many more of them. But look, at we're, we're delighted to get it on, on, on the rub of the green. Look, at if we got, if we got one in a closer contest, we, we take that as well. Yeah, and I suppose to follow on Petsy's point there, Sean Stack inside the Gaelic Grounds last Saturday night, you know, the last ball to went in, if one of the Waterford players had gone to ground, it would have put him in an awful position. I know the referee, he, he, look, he is one of the better referees, there's no, there's no yeah. doubt about that, but um, what would have happened? Like, there was a tug as that ball was coming in, you know, there was, was it any different yes. really to... Eddie uh, Granger's, yeah, and he had, he had the a tug. <laughs> he, he, he had, he had, there was no doubt there was a, a little pull, you know. He, yeah. he, One thing I know about watching Sean Stack refereeing is that he doesn't seem to care whether it's a home a home or away decision, you know, he's, he pulls it, he seems to pull it, he sees it, I'd say he's a bit of courage in fairness to him, now if he does it against us and we don't agree with him, we'll be giving out mad about him, but he'd never come, he probably won't get it he'd never get it clear game yet, and maybe he will, but, um, no, look at saying in the stand lads, like you know, we we've got a few decisions that we'll say that are referee differently. I mean, Limerick have the green wall, they call it, and when someone goes into the green wall, there doesn't seem to be a free against Limerick. It's kind of nearly, you know, let him off and Accepted. see can they recycle it. A couple of times then Claire and Tipperary, you know, lads went into each other and it seemed to be a free straight away. So there's a certain aspect of, of, of mm. teams refereeing, you know, other teams a bit differently, you know, because of the yeah. physic physicality and the size of lads, you know. So that's something that, you know, when anyone plays Limerick has to has to cope as well. Yeah, there's no doubt, and 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 Danny, that, that, he's he's dead right on that one. There seems to be a different a different. They're more liberal towards him. There's no doubt about it, and they seem to get away. But it's probably down to their physicality. You know, what's a foul? What isn't a foul? Fellas are running into him, and they're bouncing off him. They're not even, you know, they don't even have to give shoulders anymore. They just stand there. It's like <coughs> running, as Patsy said, it's like the green wall. You just don't get past them, but. You know, they they play on the edge as well. You know, they they they, they have that game, they play on the edge. Like, he could have been sent off after six minutes. Didn't he? he could have been gone again. He could yeah. have been a second yellow. He could have gone one after a minute. And he could have got a second one the time he did get the first one. That could have been his second, yeah. But, 
he just that's the way he plays. No, he was superb afterwards. Um, I suppose we're all playing catch up. Everybody looking at him, we're all playing catch up with them. They're mind, to me, their minds ahead of everyone. And that's, without, and, that's ju- without, and that's without the players. Yeah, it's without the players, and and it's not just the size of them. They're able to hold these big that's legs the are actually that's able point, to hold, yeah. and the the movement, the likes of Galan, the movement after the ball was phenomenal. Like, no, he he never stopped running, and then to me, the Waterford half forward line had an awful lot to answer for for that defeat because at no time did they stand down and they gave Dermot Burns, Declan Hannon, they had all the time in the world to pick out that run. They had no no pressure striking the ball in. You know, and it, that's not all down to size. I, I think, I've always said it, I, I've said it off air, I think that Watford team are actually beatable. You know, okay, right now they're the second best team in Ireland, everyone says, but I'd love to have the chance of knocking them out above an innit. Yeah, those not about, do it. Uh, Pat, are they the second best team in Ireland at the moment? Looking at them last Saturday, even okay, the three the records are sort of a three points in it at the end. Oh, obviously they got the two goals and, and maybe could have pulled, maybe been lucky to put enough to pull a draw. But further on, Denny's point, Dermot Byrne, Declan Hennon hasn't seen as much ball out of centre back in a long time. No, okay. that's that was one thing I noticed that the Limerick half back line dominated as they always do, but as they, they seem to have time in, which is like Hennon is staring. Hennon is neither fast nor you know. Full of go in him, but he sits back and reads the game very well and, and, and strikes a great ball to his forwards. But you know, when he's seeing Zubin forward scoring like that, still, I mean, he's a lot of hurling done as well. Uh, you'd be wondering about the Waterfellas, but having said that, um, well, it's too soon to judge Waterford because everybody's still in the championship, everybody's an equal ch- Waterford with a decent chance, you know, of, of, of going a good bit further in the championship. So I think it's too soon to judge. I'd say currently they are second best, whether it'll be second best next July or August is the question. Uh, I think still, we all think Limerick will be the best. I'm hoping Clare will be up there knocking on the door as well mm. and I think there's a team in, in Leinster that we'll have to all watch uh, a, a budding young team called Kilkenny and I'll tell you one thing I have a funny feeling if they were playing Limerick even even Limerick I'd fancy Kilkenny to absolutely physically wire into it and also compete and, and prevent Limerick making all those soft clearances at least and mm. make a game of it as well so not a lot to look forward to but in fairness we have to give Watford credit I mean They've closed the gap from 11 points down to, how was it, last day? Three. Three. I mean, that's, that's, that's the stats. And somebody said only if Waterford got the goals, but they did get the goals. You know, yeah. who, who got those goals? It's Limerick, only, only Waterford, you know. The other so. side of that was after the second goal. In 22 minutes, they got two scores. Yeah. No and point. that was a weakness, yeah. One point. One point. Yeah. And Limerick had 16 shots of goals. Yeah, that was a problem. For, that's a big problem. That's a no, big they, issue. They, were, they had a good few points, yeah. but they had sixteen shots of goals after the second goal. Limerick had five shots of goals. Yeah, and Patsy, do you concur, uh, or do you still give Watford uh, the, the second best team? Uh, having said that, I think the problem with Watford is, I'd say he's not too sure about his best team is yet. Yeah, look, at it, I mean, <clears throat> I still think it's crazy talk. They're, they're, they're talking this trilogy between Limerick and Watford. There, you know, before even the championship starts, you know. Uh, that we're going, oh, they'll be playing in Munster in the Munster final and in all Ireland final. I, I, I don't buy it from the Watford side of it. Anyway. I'll buy it from the Limerick side of it. I never, I never bought into the to the bad league in Limerick. Uh, I thought they were obviously prime, pr- pr- priming themselves for a championship. But Watford, like as as as, as you rightly said, like I mean, one point there in the last twenty two minutes, two goals, one from a free. You know, that's one one from play. Um, they proceeded to run into the half-back line without delivering the ball and, and got it turned over th- three times in a row. Uh, two from subs and one from an experienced player. Um, you know, so they didn't do the right things when they were under pressure when they had got themselves back in the game. And Limerick then, you know, that game would have been out of sight without, without the goals. Let's say. I mean, this game, you know, when we're watching on television, it's, it's the game is over. 
And Limerick just seemed to have a burst in them between that maybe... I mean, the 50th and the 60th minute, Limerick outscored them. I think it was, I think it was nine one or something. Yeah. Like it was, it was outrageous. So I don't buy into this this Wolver thing. You could, you could see Aston Gleeson there and maybe Desi Hutchinson in patches. Like I couldn't see any other forward that say Watford putting their hand up and say, well, I, I'm, I'm up there with the best in the country. No, when you look at the other side of it. You had, you had uh, Gilana, uh, as obviously said, you know. And when Limerick tidy up them, them, them wild shots from the sideline from 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 guys that shouldn't be shooting, you know, when they tidy that up and start, start uh, maybe maybe recycling the ball a little bit better. They're going to be they're going to be an animal of a team to beat. So I I hold tough on Watford. If you're looking at farm lines, we beat we beat Tipperary by eight points, and Watford struggled to get over the line against Tipperary down below on their own park in Walsh Park. I mean, is that farm good or bad? Time will tell. Um, but uh, it looks to me uh, the way Tipperary performed on Sunday that Tipperary will be will be bottom of the pile in Munster. And is Watford's two points uh, win going to stand up for much? Um, Watford have got Cork and they've got to come to Innes and yeah. they might have to get something in Innes and, and uh, it's a, as, as you all know it's from Hurland it's a damn tough place to come to, 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 to Innes when, when you need a result There's no doubt about that Pat, Cork right big game tomorrow it's a, a you know a must win game obviously for both sides I think to put them in a great <coughs> put Clare definitely in a great position it's going to be way more different than what happened in, in Simple Stadium last Sunday it's going to be different for two reasons. First of all, Cork are hurting and their Cork public are very, very cross with uh, Kingston and the, and the way they've been playing and, and, their, and their recent last three big games that they've played where they've been well beaten in all three, haven't raised hopes for that. That's the first thing, the Cork public. Uh, so Cork, Kingston will have to get a response from his players. The second thing is now they're also aware of Clare. They've seen us against Tip. They probably would have discounted us completely uh, a week ago. And now I think uh, there'll be a Their management attitude. actually left the game early last Sunday. They were gone with five minutes, eight yeah. minutes to go. There'll be a different attitude. So they'll know that they're facing a team that's that's probably full of you know full of full of full of go and full of full of uh, appetite for the game and uh, a few dangerous forwards. Uh, they'll probably pick out a few weaknesses as well. So um, I think the one thing I would be saying anyway, from, from my own point of view is that there's no point in us letting letting Cork play the ball out of the fence and, 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 and run at us at all. Put the pressure on their full, full... If we can get the players in that will put pressurise their, their defence that no pe- short puck house will work, that they have to go along on the puck house and land them down on top of Colin or David McNerney or whoever else is there, David Ryan, and, and then make them, make, make them get into rocks and see what they're made of. But I think if we, if we, if we stand back and admire them bringing the ball out of defence, they'll find the gaps through, as I'd be afraid, because we're not that brilliant... At stop and runs through the middle. So that's my, my, my thing would be pick six forwards that, okay, we need them to score, but we also need to work like dogs and make sure Carton can run over that ball time after time, giving five or six passes and breaking tackles and then r- racing through us. But with Fitzgibbon and the likes of Coleman and Robbie O'Flynn and I don't know how many more we could mention running forward, they're dangerous. Denny, looking at Cork, Kim Kingston, you know, they lost the league final to Watford, no change. Came out with the same thing against Limerick that happened in the Ireland final last year. Are they going to, do you think Cork are going to make changes for tomorrow? Um, are, are they by going right, to go? they should, but this is Cork. Cork have this arrogance, you know. We we all know about the arrogance Cork have. Cork still won't break clear, hmm. even after last Sunday. They won't break clear. That's always been the way. Um, they probably have to make changes. I think they have to take Coleman out of centre back. Uh, he's still a fabulous hurler. Oh, he's a very good hurler, yeah. But he's not a centre back. Um, <coughs> and if he is there, are we ready to exploit it? Are we going to run at him the way Warford ran at him, the way Limerick ran down the middle? You know, and are we ready to exploit that? I'd, I'd, I'd hope we are. And as I said about Plan A and Plan B last week, we're going to need him against Clark. Pat is 100%. We have to shove up in that pro coats. And 
not give him that option. Try and force him to drive the ball long. We have fabulous players in the air, fabulous strong men. As Patsy said earlier, John Condon was superb last Sunday. If the ball is put down on top of him, I don't see any reason why he can't repeat that. But that's a big if. Uh, if we allow him to go short, there'll be no ball coming down the half-back line. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on our forwards to shove up, um, close down them avenues. And the one worry I have, from even from last Sunday, I, I said it here off-air, uh, is the bench. I don't think we have the strength and depth to keep it going for... Uh, at the moment, now I know we have injuries. We have Shane, is, Shane Meehan is injured, and hopefully, I don't know what the story is, but we'd like to see some of these lads coming back and just give us more options up front. You know? Yeah, we seem to be a bit, bit bare on, on the, uh, the bench, right? Petsy, you know, follow on Danny's point there. Do you see Cork making changes, or do you think they, they go deja vu? I suppose there's pressure on the manager, his own son is going to be involved. Is he going to start team, or is he better coming in as a sub? The fact he scored seven points against Kilkenny last year in the All Ireland semi final after being left off. You know, can himself and Horgan play together? It doesn't look like they can, whatever, for whatever reason. And Mark Corman, does, if he picks him centre back again, he's under immense pressure going into the game. Yeah, look, I, 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 I think Cox bench. Uh, while, while we're, I agree with Danny. We are a little bit, a little bit thin on the ground on the bench for options of, of, of people you can, you can, you can rely and trust on. You know, we're, we're kind of dependent on a few rookies maybe to come off the bench and do something for us. I think Cork are very similar off the bench. They, they, they don't have much coming off the bench. I think Jack O'Connor was on the bench the last day. He caused a few problems there last year. Uh, you know, Seamus Harnedy was on the bench last year. Always a man that plays well against Clare. Obviously, he'll probably start to, tomorrow. Um, you know, great man for a puck out, and he puts in a hundred. So I'd imagine they wouldn't they wouldn't change too much. Uh, I think the players would have taken a lot on board, and maybe have um, like the old Cork way, maybe have taken over down there because I think uh, the management uh, would have lost a lot of faith in the public, but also the players would have would have lost a bit of faith in the management for the way they set up against Limerick the last day. Uh, I think it was one seventeen they scored. I think they only got one. I think it was one seven or one eight max from play. I mean, that's not going to do anything for you on any given day. Um, two fourteen for turnovers for Limerick the last day against 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 Cork was a was a massive stat. So that's a stat now that Cork will not want to have on their resume now coming into coming into the match tomorrow. So that means that they don't want to turn over the ball to give clear them easy scores that Limerick got the last day. So they're going to be a little bit more careful with the ball. Whether they want to go long or not is is up to Clare. If Clare give them that space, I agree with you, lads. I think I think maybe we should we should see can they pump it long in America. We've we've absolutely brilliant men in the half back line that are that are able to catch catch ball. Um and if we can starve Cork at that inside line, uh, that's the key. The, the inside line for Cork, the, the, they didn't do much movement against Limerick, uh, but I'm sure they're going to they have to have a kick in them now, you know, because the need is great for Cork. I mean, they're they while 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 they have been exposed a lot of the time, some days and they are a bogey team. There's no question about it. I don't know. Can anyone answer when the last time we beat Cork in, in Torlis in a, in a championship match? It must be a long, long time ago. I, I, I don't know. I think a few results are in Limerick now. Maybe you can even shatter my mind on that. But I tell you one thing. It, oh, like, okay, we've beaten Tipperary the last time, last two times down there. So they are re- records are ready to be broken. But I just assume that if the Cork inside line and the speed, it'll be a different game, like he said against Tipperary, because Tipperary were static. There were there were statues there, and it was a very easy game for our backs to read with the long puck outs, as Danny said, coming down tougher. So Cork will mix it up. They'll try to get their midfielders, obviously Kingston, uh, and 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 and, and get, get get him involved a bit more Coleman obviously agree with you but they do have some horrors that, that, that will obviously test us to the limit we're going to have to be tuned in and ready to, ready to rock from the first minute Pat one man that always plays well against Clare invariably Pat Horgan you know, didn't do a whole lot the last day against Limerick 
Eric Cork just carrying him for free is no, but he always seems just when you think he's gone, he swings to life against Clare. Yeah, that's one fear we'd have. I mean, Cork, some Cork players seem to have their best days against us. One or two, I mean, Seamus Harmony, Seamus Harmony does it against different teams, but he, he's one. Pat Horgan, of course, has been the other. Cadigan before that as well. He's not. He's not probably starting tomorrow. I don't think, but are involved. But um, look at if Horgan, if Horgan gets plenty of ball in front of him and the, when we are not protecting that, that area I'd say he could still do damage I think he's in decline uh, he has been a, a very very good I suppose you could say he's a great player in many ways the Cork I think he's there because there's the feeling in Cork that Hoggy should have an All-Ireland he deserves an All-Ireland they, they, they count their, their, their they, they, they base their assessment of players on winning All-Irelands uh, as they would have up to 2005 since then they can't count on that at all because that's why Hoggy hasn't got but I think there's a all a sentimental feeling there that he's there for that reason I think they, they could find the free taker if they wanted to personally I think he's in decline tomorrow I, I could maybe eat my words but whether Cleary or Hayes or whoever is nearest to him um Certainly, still want to be on your toes. Give him no chance. Frustrate him. You got to be in there in his face. He looks. His mind who goes down looks for freeze as well. Having said that, uh, he has been a great player. But I, I think, uh, I think if we're ever going to play well against Cork tomorrow is the day because they ha- they're jittery. They're, they're the public as they're annoyed with them. The management must be uncertain and the arrogance is coming to back to bite them. If there's ever a chance for us to beat them in a championship game in Taurus, I think tomorrow is the chance. But the question is, we've had the six days rest or whatever it is, uh, seven, I suppose. Uh, do you know, that could work for you or against you. I, I don't know that these lads are so fit. No, it shouldn't be an issue. But um, I suppose the Cork team will be in clear heads as well. And that's what that's the feeling you'd have, that if the game is, is dicey with three or four points down with ten minutes to go, do we, do we, I won't say we'll fold or anything. That, that wouldn't happen. But we'll doubt set in again. So... There's a lot of uncertainty and for both sides I think tomorrow and that's why it could be a very, very exciting game for, for, the, for the public and for Lutherans but uh, we're capable of winning no question but there's a lot of questions when we play Cork and some of them will be answered tomorrow for sure. Answering one valid, question. That's a valid point there Pat actually just to cut in there that you know if the game does get tight I mean we had it fairly fairly handy and, and, and we were coasting last week if the game does get tight which, which invariably it does against Cork um, you know Who's going to pull it out of the fire for in, in in the forwards? Obviously, Tony would would, would be key. But well, no, last year you saw the amount of ball that went in in the Gaelic grounds last year, and a lot of it was not converted. You know, yeah. you saw Cork the way they they tried to take us on down the sideline with the speed. They tried to run at us at every every occasion, and and got in a few times as well. So look, there are the few things that obviously Brian Lohan would have would have would have would have, would have scoured over the tape from from last year because Cork invariably you know, have the speed and have pace to to, to trouble us. But it's a, it's a valid point that if the game gets in gets gets down to the melting pot which we all assume we probably will with five or, five or ten minutes to go like we're going to need um, maybe not Tony but someone else to step up and uh, and get a few scores yeah. uh, Do you see Petsy before we leave the Clare Cork match and we're going to ask you a prediction do you see changes in the Clare team or will they go with the same 15 again? Uh, Brian would normally go with the same with the same again, unless Shane Meehan possibly. I'm not sure with that with the with the injury, but look at I think I think everyone who played last week and started last week would deserve to start again. And do you see Clare winning at the end of the day? Uh, I think Cork's need is greater, and they might just pull out a tight one again on us. But look at as I say, I'm hoping the other way. But it's just that I just think Cork's need is probably a little bit greater, and if they have anything inside in that uh, the inside that jersey, they'll they'll probably prove it tomorrow. Danny, who would you call it in? Uh, I give a hesitant vote to Clare and the fact that I think Shane O'Donnell and Peter Duggan uh, who wasn't there last year uh, Shane did he get injured during the game last year uh, and they're, they're on forum 
and as young Mon- if young Monzi he'll be given the free he won't have to maybe he won't come up against as physical as players as, as the tip you know Cork will let you hold and the likes of young Monzi and, and they're able to hold so I'd be hoping that we can we can do some damage to our forwards and the whole key to it, I think will be closing down the short puck out and if we can do that and have some success in it I give a slight like hesitant vote for Claire Pet. Well, one each. I, the bookies really get it wrong. But we know the bookies are, are, are billionaires for one, the bookie companies are billionaires for one reason. They have Cork favourites, and I suppose based on recent history, apart from local near farm recent history, you know Cork have the Indian signers. I'd be hoping that, but I think maybe they they, they might trade it tomorrow as well. But uh, I'd be looking for I'd be hoping for the other way, obviously. Yeah, we hope. I hope you're. I hope you're. You're wrong, Pat. Or whatever. I mean, Danny. Well, we'll, me, we'll, Claire wouldn't tell it to many. Yeah, so. we got you. Before we just before we get hands to the club championship, and we'll give a quick run on the Leinster championship. Big game up there in Salt Hill, Galway. Uh, Kilkenny coming to Salt Hill. Henry Shefton against uh, Brian Cody. Henry Shefton against his nephews. It's uh, an interesting one, Danny. It is interesting, but is it just? Is it a, a warm up for the Leinster final? Really, after Wexford getting been overturned by Dublin last week, we said it. Here three weeks ago, four weeks ago, them first two games Wexford they needed two at least two wins and they didn't get them. So I think their championship could be over. Galway, Kilkenny, it's a huge game and it's a huge game for for Shefflin and for for Galway. It's their first real big test. You know they probably blew it against Wexford. 100%. They, they, they were twelve to fifteen points a better team and ended up getting a draw. Um, but they'll need to repeat that. Like three, what did they score last week? Three thirty-seven. I mean, you know, then is the Westmead, is the Westmead leashing, is it, is it working? You know, what good is it, them getting patents like that? What good is it, Galway winning by It's in Dublin, Dublin only beat Leash two points the week before. Yeah, I know, I know. That's true, that's true. You know. But look at, that's Leinster. Let them have their own problems. I think Pat is right. It's still going to be Kilkenny coming out of Leinster at the year. Betsy, um, Henry, or Galway coming, or Henry, or whatever, he's in Galway anyway. Kilkenny coming to Galway, you know, has it as much re- relevance now, tomorrow, or is it, as Denny says, is it only a pre-cost to what's going to happen later on? Oh, I think it has relevance. I think it has relevance. You can be sure, you know, the old Cody spitting on the hands and rubbing him, he be, he won't want to lose to his uh, to, to, to one of his old guards, we'll say, and uh, Chef, obviously, with the Kilkenny blood in him. I mean, he, he, he you know, you always want to turn over your, your own as well and make, make sure that your own is looking and looking at you and saying you're doing a good job. So uh, it's, it, there's a bit of pride at, at stake, but also two points. I mean, look at Galway. If they lose tomorrow, I mean, they have they have obviously leashed to come, but they, they have a tricky one at the end against Dublin, and that could be for an instant final spot, you know, in Salt Hill, I think it's on. So, I mean, Dublin could be could be motoring nicely at that stage as well, but I mean, it's still of relevance <coughs> to Galway. They, they have only that draw in Wexford, and they still could come back to bite him down the line. I know Wexford still are, are, are looking hungry for points, uh, and they're going to need some big wins now to get their scoring difference up, obviously. But you know, Wexford are playing Kilkenny in the last game, Dublin are playing Galway in the last game. You know, anything can still happen, but I mean, obviously, a result for Galway will put them in, in, in the box seat, but likewise, Kilkenny they will put them in the box seat as well. But Kilkenny are trying new players. I mean, they've they found a few players there in, 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 in Mikey. Mikey Butler, um, Big Walter has found a new, a new lease of life. Uh, Polly Watson to forward. Uh, Billy Ryan is playing well. TJ is back in the full full forward line. You know they, they have players that a couple of big scores. They got a couple of nice easy pipe openers against Leash and Westmead to start off the championship. So now the championship starts for Kilkenny, and I'm sure that they'll want to they'll want to, to come out solidly with the two points. 
still looking at the Kilkenny team, Pat, you know, is it 13 of that team, or 12 of that team at least, played against Cork in a league semi-final blowing Parky Cueve and Cork won. You know, yeah. you would wonder where the form, where the form really is. Well, I suppose, what you, to, to much far with Kilkenny, it's what you, what you do all get from them. And in every single game, you'll get the 15 players that start working hard and really hard or they'll be taken off and even be taken off you'll get the three or four subs who come in working their socks off trying to make an impression for Cody because and, and as we know the, the sub that comes off for Kilkenny whether he scored 2-6 or has done nothing Cody won't even look at him so you know there's, there's a thing there about they have to impress Brian Cody and they know they have to work their socks off so any Kilkenny team is going to fight they're, they're, lim- they're, they're a bit more limited in terms of the quality towards the great team they had six, seven, eight years ago um, there's one lad that Patsy mentioned there um, Mikey, Mikey Butler the cornerback and, and, he, and I heard a lad to say there one night in a bar saying that he was an ear to Michael Holland the cornerback that we had from the bridge there back in the 90s he's as sticky as could be he's absolutely doesn't give a quarter of an inch he was a newish lad to me there he's he just one of the new, the, new, the, new, the new block the kids of the block there's a few other new lads coming and going on the team and uh, maybe haven't maybe done as much as you'd expect uh, I think Owen Cody could have a great season TJ Reid they can't be always depending on him he's going to be he's going to be okay in Digital Square I think he's going to be doing what TJ does catching ball and either giving off passes or maybe you know winning freeze and getting the score but um, Galway I have no faith at all in them whether it is whether it is um, Henry is over them or anybody else I just think they're inconsistent I think if Conor Whelan's injury is serious I think they're in trouble no for class, scores no class, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't I don't trust Galway no I could be very wrong and near neighbours probably across the border from them if they, they hear me they'll probably kill me but um, they just don't seem to be able to be consistent uh, they still there's still a bit of individuality about their play a guy level shoot under pressure from the sideline and there could be two or three lads aside waiting for ball so no great faith but I tell you I'm looking forward to the game because the, the occasion will be excellent and I think it can go either way yeah it does not but that win for Dublin though, it really opens the holding up it to does, it does yeah. and, and just on, on his thing about the, the individuality Joe, Joseph Cooney not passing the ball yeah. it was a complete turning point to the game against Wexford yes 100% yep. pass that ball game over mm-hmm. End absolutely up. absolutely yeah. Yeah, that's and that's, that's that's that wouldn't happen on the on the other side if you know no. when Henry was going through with the ball and TJ was inside or or, or or Eddie Brennan or someone like that. You have to give it to the the guy in the best position. Have, yeah. and that's why Lim- and that's why Limerick are, are are putting balls over the bar like we are and, and, and they're, they're very unselfish as well. And a couple of new lads, like I said, from Limerick who were shooting by the sideline. That's going to be nailed now soon as well because yeah. they, you know they, they shouldn't be shooting from sidelines, and I'm sure that'll be told to them as well. So. There's no doubt about that. All the, all the best teams give it to the t- the, the player in the best, the position, best position. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Time is moving on us, and I suppose look at we wish the Clare lads all the very best. Look in Simple Stadium tomorrow. The the, the championship fever is around, even in the club season. Uh, club scene, uh, the draws are made during the week. And Pat, you might just uh, go through Group One, and we discuss it there. The first group in the scene, or a quick group, word on it. Well, first of all, the market in Fergus, Fecal, Whitegate, Clonmel, Six Mile Bridge. Uh, is it the group of death? There's always a group of death talked about in the championship. Uh, it's close enough to it. It's certainly the group of serious illness. If it's not death anyway, and uh, the market in Fecal first. Uh, Whitegate played on Lara. Um, you know, we talk about Whitegate first for a second. You know, as as the team that has been under pressure of relegation a lot and spoken of a lot in terms of maybe being not strong enough to stay up, they have been magnificent in, in, in holding their senior status. And last year they gave as good as they got to a lot more vaunted opponents that were very, very close to, to qualifying. And, 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 you know, only, pucks, only a puck of a ball in some of the games so uh, obviously they have to react to the, to the, to the tragedy of, of Michael Hines down there that rest is his all and that we hope that will inspire them rather than anything else but, uh, and of course the loss of his talent as well but look uh, Whitegate will be in there fighting again Clonara obviously 
talked about as the potential team that can do, do do great things and don't do it. The bridge, obviously, always, always, always strong and always dangerous. Uh, new, new management this year, of course. Fecal, again, so close, knocking on the door for a long time. We keep talking about their squad being limited enough, but you know, with the new lads coming in there, Hogan and Clune and O'Connor's and, and coming in, it's, it's a big help to them. Newmarket, dogged, tough. You know, great friends of great friends of, of um, Danny there as well, and he he rooting for them. I'm sure to do well with every team apart from his own. Uh, later at the bridge, so uh, it's 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 really easy a competitive group. I think the uh, the market, I suppose, Clonlara, and probably Feet of the Bridge. Does only two to come out, Pat? Two. Or does only two to come out? That's Sorry, you're right. So you right. can roll so out the market yeah. straight away. Okay, no, I can go on. So there we'd have to fancy. The bridge and Fiekel would be very interesting. Uh, you know, Fiekel are still a very, very good team. Uh, probably not not a very strong squad, but look, I I, I don't have to call it yet, Leo. Anyway, that's, that's the summation of who's in it, anyway. Denny. On the, in a war, two teams to come out. Even at, I know it's the early stages, but it is a tough group. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, um, and we will be analysing these I, games I, in detail I, later on. But just to no, look at it. There's lots of talk. It's, it's early in the year. There's lots of talk. Things haven't gone right in the bridge, but they're still a serious championship team. I'd fancy the bridge to come out of it with Clannera. Petsy, do you concur with that? Yeah, look at I, I you know, look at me, you know, I love my underdogs, but uh, you know, I'd have to go I'd have to go with Danny there, you'd have to go with the tried and trusted, but that that's a beast of a group. That's there's some stepage holding in that, there's some very tight games by the looks of that group. Uh look at as I say, you you'll know more after probably round one and round two and then you you, you kinda of summarise again like but look at on 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 looking at it, yeah, I I, I concur with Danny there in the bridge and Clan Then you have Bellier, Claire Castle, Broadford, Cresto and the Mills Petsy. Who would you see in this one or well, Bellier obviously hot favourites for that. I was talking to the Castle person uh, just before the draw was made uh, that day, and he said, "Of all the teams we don't want to get now is Bellier." So he he didn't get get his wish anyway. So that's a very tough one. But Castle are improving, uh, getting a few wins in the Clare Cup and all that. So that 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 uh, Bellier, that Magpies brought for cracked on the mills, that'll be a, that's up in the air. I I lean towards Bellier, and I I might lean towards. You know what? I might even lean towards Takas to get out of it because the 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 under daily stewardship there. He 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 might just pull off a couple of wins. So I'll go for Belly and and, and Takas lock it down. Pet, interesting try some the one parish Petsy gone for the one the Same one parish exactly. Well, I I agree. I think Clarecastle are gradually improving. I was impressed enough with them last year. Uh, you know, a young team playing a good brand of hurling. Whether it's too soon for the meet, I don't know. Definitely, you think Belly will come through. Uh, and uh, you know still probably you know he's left to look at I mean they're pretty impressive you know from early on in the season I know yes. football comes into it and they're, they're an ageing team and, but they have some good younger lads as well so maybe uh, Bradford I mean we'd love to see Bradford doing well because in the uh, again uh, and of course the Mills have struggled big time last year and were involved in this that and the other thing so uh, look at it I probably have to go with Belly and Cretlow maybe in my mind Denny I saw Clare Castle playing the intermediate game last week. Obviously, they had the 15, but they must have had 25 subs as well for the intermediate team. So, there has been a real gathering of the troops down there. So, Petsy's, Petsy's judgment might be might, no, be fa- might be fair off the mark. It's not fair off the mark, no. And, and look at his pets. Even last year, the games they lost. They didn't lose them by that much. You know, they they actually, above again, the bridge was at that game. And they actually played quite well. Did young Murphy... Jack, Jack Murphy, Jack Murphy yeah. kind of forward. He's got mm-hmm. two, three or two, four that evening from play. Oh. You know, they have some real talent. 
They just uh, couldn't defend any last year. That yeah. was the problem. They couldn't defend properly. And, yeah. and, and the, 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 you know, the, the Scarif game was probably the the, 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 the the crux of that when Mark Rogers got in for, I think it was 110 or something. from 117. 117 overall, yes. But I'm just saying, yeah, but I'm just saying, the, 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 the key, of, as Danny rightly said, they, they played some damn good hurling last year, but yeah. they just couldn't defend. So I mean, if, that, if that tightens up, that, that group is a, yeah. a cracking group. And as you said, Daly is back in there. And um, yeah. I would, you want me to pick two... Um, I'm going to go against the grain here altogether. I'm going to go for Clare Castle and Cratler. My God, that's an, an, an interesting one. Interesting one. Mm-hmm. Finally, Pat, in in and in, in this the next group, Ero Kilmary, Clooney Quinn, and the local team Scarif. Yeah, an awfully even group in my opinion. Um, Ero, everyone consider they are a strong team in recent years. You know they have some they have some outstanding individuals as we know playing for Clare etc. Uh, presumably David really will be back for the championship. I, I don't know what the situation is with him. Um, having said that, now some of this they have some of the same faces there for a long time and they haven't delivered. So is it maybe is is, is their goose almost cooked? But I'll give him I'll give him a chance to come out for one more year anyway. Definitely, uh, Kilmeley Scarf for Claudie Quinn. Any of those three could come through in my opinion. Uh, I I do give Scarf a serious chance with a full squad to choose from. There's no question about it. I mean, you know, great young players. Some very good established older players as well. You know, got a feel for senior last year. Um, Kilmele have always great potential, but don't always deliver. Clooney Quinn, I think, be hard to beat as well. I'm, I'm going to go to Rogan Scarif just to get out of it quickly. Patsy, what, who's your two to, out of the four on this one? Yeah, I think Rogan are obviously favourites. Uh, Keane O'Dee be a big addition to them now. Uh, transferred over from Corrafin. I know Keane well and a uh, good, good, good hearty, hearty back and a uh, good man marker. So that'll, that'll improve Rogan's squad. Uh, Kilmele, um, you know, from from last year's management, still there again. So a bit of solidity there, but I think the venues are going to be absolutely crucial in this. I mean, um, out in Tullinar last week, a fine stand up there and, and everything. I mean, I, I assume they'll be pushing for championship matches out there. So why not have uh, have Scallop and Kilmele out there? You know, it's it, why 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 bring uh, Scallop into the park against Clooney? You know what I mean? This this is going to be crucial. If Scallop can get a couple of them games out in Tullinar, they, they can def, they can definitely cause an upset or two. And but that's obviously because of that Mark Rogers is playing. If if Rogers isn't back for championship. I mean, they're they're going to they're going to seriously struggle. But I I, I think if Rogers is back and the venue is right for Scarlet, there's no question about it. They can they can they can nick a result out there. But I I still probably have to say they're wrong and Kilmele for me and that and that group. Denny, yeah, um, Erog and uh, I, if Rogers is playing, I give Scarlet a chance to not that. But again. The venues, Patsy said it there. I I matted this for years. There should be no championship game in Cusick Park until the semi final. You get an atmosphere out in Tulla, down in like wherever you'll get an atmosphere that you won't get above with four hundred people above in Cusick Park. But you put four hundred into a smaller venue. Now the pitches aren't that smaller, but the you know the stands mm. and things are smaller. Tola is and attractive. Is very attractive. No, very. It has to be a championship venue, out there. Has to be. It has to be, and and, and I'm saying, Patsy, you remember? Well, you're a bit, you're a bit, have a few years of me now. You're a bit younger, but uh, my generation, we never played in the park until we got to a semi final, and it was always something to play for. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. you yeah. you played matches in Kilkishan, we played in Tulla, we played in Scarif, no market yeah. everywhere. And it was all about all great, even in all great days, Danny, we, we, we got first round clashes against Ogun Lord and Bradford, like you know, yeah. we got, we, yeah. we yeah. had to play White Gate out in Tulla. You know, why is that tradition gone? As I always said, White Gate should not be coming into the park for a for a first round clash against Clanalla last year. You know what I mean? Something like that. I think White Gate they should absolutely get a get a get a, a an East an East tier venue for that. Yeah. I mean, it's too much there's too much gone into the favourites of the oh sure look at we have to bring Kilmaley into the park or we have to have a rogue in the park no no you have to you, I, in my view there should be some serious sitting down and fixtures fixtures committee said no I agree with agree with Danny said let's spread this around there's some fine venues out there and you know what when you when you when you pump up the crowd there every every player loves that to be does, uh, of a, of a I, I remember Bradford played Bellier on a Friday evening last year there wasn't 200 people oh, above in Cusick mm. There was an eerie yeah, silence yeah, yeah, around yeah. the place, you know. If you would that say in 200? I remember, I remember you playing, I think, Tulla down in the market there one stage in the championship match there in the 90s. A cracking a crackin a crackin match. match a cracking match because it was it was tight. The crowd were on top of the yeah. top of the sideline. It was brilliant stuff, you know. So yeah. I think Claire GA should should go back to something like that. Anyway, I know not all of them maybe, but definitely, definitely. There's if a lot they of want games to, if they want Petty to look at revenue, where's the revenue? It's you bring the crowds out. He's Claire, and there's more people going to the That's games. Right. Oh, we'll go to Group Four: Ainamona, Christine, Smith O'Brien, and Multon. Denny. I and the time I, and the clock is against us now, okay. so we have to. Ainamona and. Here's an important Smith O'Brien. Good man, Denny. Good one for East Clare. Pat? I'd, I'd concur. I don't want to Smith O'Brien. I suppose Smith have a chance. Wolf Tone's a bit the biggest rivals for them. Yeah. You'd think Crusheen decline, maybe, but maybe Smith O'Brien's going to sneak up. Hopefully they will. Patsy, how would you see that one? Crusheen, yeah, maybe? I, 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 I need to kill him on. Look at it, it, it's down to the Crusheen and Smith O'Brien's and Wolf Tone's for the second spot for me. Uh, look at if Wolf Tone's get the get the players back, that the, you know the Shanners and, and Rory Hayes of this world, they might they might produce a, a win over over one of the other teams to maybe sneak out of the group, maybe, and that could come to a, a scoring difference thing. So that scoring difference would be absolutely crucial in that group. Yeah, you yeah. could have three teams there. In two yeah, so they, it's it's really a toss of a kind, yeah, really. Between the two, it is yeah. a course, Daddy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll we'll go to the intermediate championship, and first of all, Petsy, we'll start with you in in Group One. You've Joss's Tubber. Uh, Kinnana, Newmarket, and the Mills. Yeah, three, to, three, out, three to come, come out. out. Yeah, it looks to me like the first three you mentioned will, will come out. Orbea, Phil Tubber, and I think Kinnana will have enough in in the in tank. I know they probably have no, I think possibly new manager out there, so they'll have to get that uh, you know up and running. Um, you know they're they're playing some league matches out there, but I think they'd have enough to get over Newmarket's second team and the Mills second team, which won't be easy. The the second teams have improved uh, 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 in in them in them clubs, but I, I give I give a hesitant vote to Kinnana. But I obviously picking Dorbeth and Tubber to come out as well. Pat, do you want to call with that? Yeah, and I'm hoping it's right too because Joseph and Tubber obviously look look like they should come out of it anyway. Kilnina with a full team, with a full squad to play from, certainly would I would offence offence ourselves in that situation. But there are injuries involved, long term ones at that, so we can't afford that. But look at hopefully we'll come out of it. I think we should. Denny, I agree. Um, I think Kilnina last year to beat Tubber. Um, I was involved at the bridge. Well, we got a great start to them. They, they still kept fighting till the end. There was, there was a bit about that killing the team. Some good young players. Good so, young players yeah. coming, yeah, for good sure. Friends, yeah. Uh, group two, uh, Danny, we start with you with Six Mile Bridge. Uh, Rouen, Pertin, Clannera and Corofin. Three again to come out of this one. Uh, Pertin, Rouen and... You have Rouen or Corofin in the bridge. Hmm. You have Rouen, Corofin, that's a real derby, isn't it? They played together under it. Mm. Well, you'd have to fancy Corofin. Um, Rouen were in the semi-final last Rouen year Rouen were in the semi-final last year yes but 
they came through the we'd, we'd say the, the softer side of it I think um, Corofin the bridge and Partine Petsy yeah that's a pretty tricky group you have two teams that beat Corofin last year Partine beat them and so did Rowan so I mean this is this ain't a uh, foreground conclusion this group Clannar obviously the weakest team in it they got a couple of nice trimmings there last year uh, bridge second team are always very, very usually very good I know they had you know they, they, they didn't get out of it last year but uh, usually very good look at I'll go for Rowan and I'll go for I'll go for the bridge and I'll go for Corofin I think Partine might just lose out Quick, quick okay, I'll go Rowan, I'll go Partien, I'll go Corofin. Right, and then the final group in the intermediate, the group of four, um, three East Clare teams, uh, Tulla, Ogunalo, Aina Kilnamona and Budike. Pat, we'll start with you. Tulla, certainly. Uh, I would have fancied Budike big time. I don't know if there's injured, I know Minogue is injured, but that, hopefully, that that's long term, isn't it? Yeah. That might be one or two more uh, injuries as well, affecting uh, thieves. Ogunlo should be hopeful after June or last year, but look, I'll still, I Namona, tough enough. I'll stick with Tulla and Braik, two East Clare rivals. Denny? Tulla and Braik, and you can't hit me if I say Ogunlo, but Tulla and Braik. Tulla and Braik. Denny. Patsy, what's your take on that one? Yeah, Tulla, um after slow start this year, Tulla. So look at it, as I say, I, uh, you, you'd imagine they would uh, re- re- rev up the, regi- re- the engines by by championship time. Uh, some great uh, derbies in that, but I can know Gunnar sure is a, is, a, is a classic. You want to have two referees in the field for that. More uh, than you want a couple in the sidelines, right? <laughs> <laughs> we get them all in Denny for that one, that's for sure. You'd uh, be all in the analysis that day, lads. <laughs> if that's all in Tulla, sure, we'll have, to, we'll have to have the eye in the sky as well, sure. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Aina Kilimona, always a very good second team, always a very competitive second team. Team. That's a tricky group. Uh, I will lean towards Tulla and Budike as well. I think Budike. Lovely, hundred percent of that one. Yeah. I concur with yeah. you. That. Then also you have the junior. You have Clooney Quinn, the banner, Cretlow and Kilmeley in one group. You have Josephs in his time and Bradford Scarif, Crushine Rogue, Belier and Clare Castle. So to look at it, uh, Pat. Uh, quick the most interesting thing in the first group there, uh, briefly, is the banner, which you know, the likes of uh, of Meehan, if he, if he's fit and well and start I mean, at junior A level, he should do hell. So even for that point of view alone, uh, it'd be to see if the banner come through. Uh, I wouldn't generally be, I couldn't go between Clooney, Cretlow, Kilmeary. Uh, so the sake of Albert Cretlow can come from intermediate, so maybe they'll be stronger, stronger enough in that group. Yeah, and then you have uh, Joseph in his time and Bradford and Scarif. Denny will give you this one. Bradford and his time, right? Does Two so class teams to go through. I'm just going to raise on the quarterfinals, yeah. Yeah. So. And then you have Crusheen, uh, Petty, Aero, Belly, and, and Clare Castle. You know, I suppose, you know, coming down from intermediate and things are kind of buzzing up there again. You're taking that one, Petty? Yeah, I, I think Clare Castle could be good. Like you said, the great numbers there last week. Um, They'll probably be losing a few, though. I'd say somehow they'll lose probably a couple of players to the, to the seniors. Uh, but I still lean towards Clare Castle. And in fairness to Crusheen, not sure how how the older heads will 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 they go back to the um, senior side this year? Probably not. So if Crusheen have them older heads available, I would say Clackass and Crusheen. Yeah, and indeed, uh, that's thank, thanks for that. And look at as we said, we'll analyse all those games when it comes to the first round. We'll analyse them in 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 more depth. And that concludes our sports and so here today on Scarpe Community Radio in association with Derek Credit Union. My thanks to Copas Inter Pat McNamara. Thanks to our guests, Danny Chaplin and to, to Patsy Fehi uh, for joining us here on in, in, in the, on the programme. Thanks also to Jim Collins in the control door. 
thanks very much to you for listening uh, we hope you enjoyed the programme we look forward to Simple Stadium tomorrow uh, for the Clare uh, Cork match and hopefully that Clare will get that win uh, that love win that would set them up nicely for the visit of the green and white machine in, 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 in the following week and hopefully you might join us tomorrow here on Scarab Bay Community Radio as we have live commentary of Clare and Tipperary in the Munster Cena Camogie uh, semi-final live from Simple Stadium at 12 o'clock so all that remains is for me Leo Dial for Sportsline until we meet again, it's Ben Day of Islam.